Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of Nerdy News from Inside the Bunker. I am Keith, I am your host, and I will be talking about all kinds of nerdy news, hence the you know title of the show. Today we are focused on the new Marvels trailer that launched this morning on Good Morning America, as well as NFL Sunday Ticket is going to YouTube. They released the information of the pricing structure for that today, as well as all kinds of other news from the last few weeks. So thank you guys for joining me inside the bunker, and let's go! So the first order of business is to talk about the Marvel's movie trailer that launched this morning on Good Morning America. So after watching the trailer, it seems very Marvel-esque, as you will. A lot of comedy. It actually looks more of a comedy than it is a drama, which I know for those of you that aren't a huge fan of Marvel movies might be a downer. I wasn't sure what to expect from this movie. I know there's been a lot of rumors here and there as far as like production issues and, and everything else. It got delayed to November. It was supposed to, I believe, launch in June originally, or June or July. I don't have the date in front of me. I didn't know what to expect from the movie. So after checking out the trailer, I can say, again, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I don't really have an opinion one way about Captain Marvel. I'm not a huge fan of the first movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I know, shocking, the internet. You have to either love it or hate it. There is no in-between, but I kind of am in the middle. I don't know a whole lot about Captain Marvel as far as her source material goes, but the trailer got me interested in it. I am a huge fan of Miss Marvel, the Disney Plus series. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good teenage drama, you know, kind of a coming of the age story for Kamala Khan. And I really enjoyed it a lot better than I thought I was going to. I would suggest all of you that have not watched it to give it a chance and watch it. Especially because this trailer does kind of spoil the very end scene of the Captain Marvel Disney Plus series. So it was kind of cool to see that. So basically the synopsis of the movie, and this is coming from Gizmodo.com, Back when Captain Marvel was first introduced to audiences in 2019 through her solo film and Avengers Endgame, it seemed like the character was intended to be a big cosmic player going forward. While Brie Larson's Carol Danvers has shown up a handful of times in other Marvel properties, Carol hasn't yet gotten to the big deal position she initially seemed ready for years ago. The Marvels, which just dropped a new trailer, aims to address that by grouping Carol with the other two big members of her Marvel family. Her niece, Monica Rambeau, a.k.a. Spectrum, a.k.a. the first woman, Captain Marvel, as played by Tiana Paris, and Iman Vellani's Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. Kamala's Disney Plus show ended with Carol teleported into Kamala's room in New Jersey while Kamala herself is somewhere she'd rather not be. Every time one of the women uses their powers, all three end up swapping places with one another. The main thrust of the film will be the trio figuring out the why of their predicament, but they'll also have to work out their own hang-ups and complicated feelings with one another, one swap at a time. Director Nia DaCosta has previously said she aims to use the Captain Marvel sequel to make Carol feel like a fully fleshed out person in a way that hasn't been afforded to her in the past, and the movie also has some other character beats to address, namely that Kamala's a mutant and that Monica's got some thoughts about Carol being an infrequent part of her life. So again, not sure what to expect of the movie. I will check it out. Um, I still haven't seen Ant-Man Quantumania. That's how far behind on the MCU I am. Do plan on seeing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 the day it comes out, or at least that first weekend, because I'm a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan, and I want to see how Rocket's journey ends, as well as the Guardians in general. This movie, uh, again, I will check it out. Let me know in the comments what your thoughts are on the Marvels coming out in November. So our next news story is kind of going on a different path. <laughs> We're going from comic book movies to the NFL. So 
pretty big uh, transition there, but we're going to be talking about NFL Sunday Ticket going to YouTube. I know this was announced, uh, I think late last year or mid next last year, they were talking about, um, you know, the NFL Sunday Ticket is going to YouTube TV and it got a lot of people thinking, you know, excited and a little bit weary of where they're going to go with NFL Sunday Ticket and how it's going to translate to YouTube TV as well as pricing structure. Well, as I was preparing to make this video, they announced what their pricing structure is going to be for NFL Sunday tickets. So those details are as follows. Users will begin seeing the option to sign up over the next few days. New and existing YouTube TV members will be able to add NFL Sunday ticket as an add-on, and viewers who purchase through primetime channels can do so in several places across YouTube, such as the Movies and TV Hub. NFL's channel and watch page and search results. For our YouTube TV members with a base plan, the NFL Sunday ticket add-on is available during the pre-sale at $249 for the season. A special launch offer savings of $100 off the retail price of $349 for the season. We are also offering a bundle option with NFL Sunday ticket and NFL Red Zone for a total of $289 for the season during the pre-sale. Another launch offer of $100 off the retail price of $389 for the season. Fans who sign up for NFL Sunday Ticket with the YouTube TV base plan will have access to not only 100 plus live channels, but also every Sunday game, including local, national, and at upmarket games. And for viewers who just want NFL Sunday Ticket without the full YouTube TV offering, we got you covered. For the first time, NFL Sunday Ticket is broadly available without a satellite subscription through YouTube primetime channels. Our primetime channels, NFL Sunday Ticket, is available during the pre-sale of $349 for the season, a special launch offer savings of $100 off the retail price of $449 for the season, and the bundled NFL Sunday ticket and NFL Red Zone option is available during the pre-sale at $389 for the season, another launch offer of $100 off the retail price of $489 for the season. So to me, this sounds like a great option for fans of the NFL, especially even me as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, if it's true that local and games will not be blacked out and it's you know, I'm able to watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's all I really care about. That is a great, great deal. So it's something I'm definitely going to be thinking about doing as well. And I think if, for those of you that are into the NFL, you know, it is an option and you can watch it right here on YouTube. So you can, you know, check out Inside the Bunker and then go and watch your favorite NFL team. I would really appreciate that. That'd be awesome. So just don't um, angry text me Saints fans and Falcons fans. Yeah. Panthers fans, all, all of you guys, because I am a Bucks fan. I'm sorry. I mean, it is who I am. Can't do nothing about that. But yes, I am excited about this offer. The third topic for today and new story is the Super Mario Brothers movie. It is dominating the box office at this moment. The Super Mario Brothers movie took in $146.36 million at the box office in its opening weekend, coming in well above the projections. It took in $173 million in the foreign markets for a global opening of $377.62 million. That is great news for all of us video game fans. You know, making sure that these adaptations are loyal to the source material. That is what these studios need to do, and I'm really happy that it's doing so well. I know the critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes is like 56%, so it's certified rotten at the moment. But from everyone I've talked to, they've seemed to really enjoy the movie. I have yet to see it. I plan on doing that sometime in the near future. But I am really excited for what this means for the video game adaptations going forward. The Last of Us did really well for HBO. For those that have not watched that, it's an amazing show and a great adaptation of the video game. The Super Mario Brothers movie, obviously. Sonic the Hedgehog. 
great job with those movies. A third one, I'm sure, is coming out in the very near future. But they have done a great job lately of adapting these video game franchises into movies. Uncharted wasn't a huge fan of that. It was good for what it was, but it was not my favorite of the video game adaptations. But, you know, at least it wasn't terrible. At least it wasn't Alone in the Dark. We'll just go with that. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that movie. We are talking some Star Wars news. Star Wars Celebration 2023 just ended in London, and there were some great Star Wars announcements for those of you that are fans of Star Wars. The big news at this event was a new Star Wars film set after the sequel trilogy starring Daisy Ridley. It will be set roughly 15 years after the events of Rise of Skywalker and will be about Rey's journey to bring back the Jedi Order. One of the other movies is set during the same time period as recent Disney Plus shows The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and is from Rebels and Clone Wars creator Dave Filoni. According to a blog post from Lucasfilms, Filoni's live-action Star Wars film will focus on the New Republic and will close out the interconnected stories told in The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka. Finally, a third film from director James Mangold is also in development and will be set in a different time period of the Star Wars galaxy. Mangold's film will reveal the dawn of the Jedi and will be set 25,000 years before the prequels. That's exciting to me, I think, out of all of those announcements. I'm a huge fan of the Old Republic, that era, and I know that that's way before what this prequel film is going to be set, but it's in the right direction. I'm really into that whole time period of the Star Wars universe. I used to be huge into Star Wars. I collected all the novels, the comics, um, read all the books, video games, whatever you can name Star Wars, I was into it. And then it just kind of became oversaturated, so I haven't been keeping up on all of the connected like media tie-ins and everything. But this excites me more than any of them. The one that's set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker starring Rey, we'll see. I'm kind of, I was not a fan of the new trilogy. Um, I was a fan of Force Awakens, wasn't a huge fan of Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they could do with that and see if it's going to launch like a new trilogy. Are they going to just kind of test the waters with it? That is a question that I want answered. So I will check it out once it is released. Who knows when that will be. The first trailer for the new Ahsoka series came out and also teased Thrawn, which for those of you that are into the source material, the, they've had a few novels based on Thrawn as well as, I believe he was in the Rebels television series as well, the animated one that takes place after the Clone Wars but he's a fan favorite character and you can see the back of his head in the trailer. So that's pretty exciting to see where they're going to take that character. They also announced Andor season two, which again, exciting for fans of Andor. That is apparently, again, I haven't watched it. I'm not caught up on it yet. I know really bad reporting, but I will be catching up on that eventually. But Andor from what I've heard is some of the best Star Wars content they've come out with in a very, very long time. Um, more spy thriller than it is about, you know, Jedi and Sith Wars and stuff like that. But from what I've heard, it's amazing. And I know a lot of people were happy that they announced a new Andor season coming in 2024. And we're pivoting over to some video game news. PlayStation has filed a patent for a controller that turns hot and cold. Not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> so according to an article on IGN, Sony has registered a patent for a controller that could change temperature as a result of player actions and gameplay. The patent, which was reported on by Xputer, describes a number of controller features that would enrich haptic experiences with the help of a soft, elastically deformable sensor component. 
When placed, for example, on the front of a pad, the sensor would detect when the player deforms the controller by pressing, twisting, rubbing, or crushing it. The patent also describes the inclusion of a temperature control apparatus that would allow it to make the accessory hotter or colder, depending on player input and likely the gameplay situation. So I'm not sure how you guys feel about haptic feedback. I personally, I tend to turn it off in most games. I mean, it was kind of a cool feature when the PlayStation 5 first launched, but it's not something that I've really gotten into, like, as far as, like, oh, I have to have it on there. Um, hot and cold controllers, not, definitely not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess it would be kind of cool for immersion, you know, especially if you're playing VR, be able to, you know, have something, you know, heat up if you're, you know, around lava or if you're on a, like an ice planet. So if you're on Hoth in the new Star Wars Jedi Survivor coming out later this month, that you can, you feel it in your hands. That'd be an interesting take. I'm not really sure how I feel about it though. We'll see if it actually becomes anything. Uh, a lot of these patents, they just are, you know, trying it for developmental purposes, but they never really turn into anything. But we'll see um, if this actually comes into anything. I just thought it was kind of a cool news story to share. I'm always into like new technology and where the gaming industry is going. So now I want to introduce a segment for the show that will be in every episode called It Must Be True Because I Read It on the Internet. So what this segment is about is about stories that just get shared, whether it's on Twitter or random, rando website guy, you know, wrote an article about this, that, or the other. It's like rumors say that Moon Knight's going to be the leader of the Avengers in King Dynasty, whatever. Can't give a source or anything. Just thought it'd be funny to kind of read some of these and who knows if they become true or not, but I'm just gonna pick a couple of them every episode and just kind of go through about what is going on on the internet. So this article comes from Small Screen UK saying, the X-Men to be introduced in the MCU in Captain America 4. It's being reported that Captain America 4 is going to feature the introduction of the X-Men to the MCU. This is pretty huge news because we've all been wondering when the X-Men were going to be brought into the MCU. When Disney acquired 20th Century Fox, one of the first questions that Marvel fans had was, what could this mean for the X-Men in the MCU? Could it actually happen? Could they finally be part of the MCU? So take it with a grain of salt as you will. Captain America 4 is still a little bit away. I think it's coming out next year is the target date for it. Everybody's wondering how the X-Men are going to be introduced into the MCU, including myself. Again, this is coming just as a rumor on the internet, so we'll see if this is actually something that we'll see come next year. This story came from Twitter. In scenes leaked from Resident Evil Death Island, the new animated Netflix movie, Rebecca's face looks different than in previous installments. If it turns out that Rebecca received a new face in Resident Evil Death Island, then that could also coincide with leaks about Resident Evil Revelations 3. Does Rebecca have a new face model? This has kind of been a rumor for like two years. I did some research and I was kind of like, let me see if this is, what rumors are they talking about? I haven't heard of a Resident Evil Revelations 3 rumor. But apparently, like two years ago, a leaker came out, supposedly from sources, saying that they were working on a Resident Evil Revelations 3 starring Rebecca Chambers from the Resident Evil series. This new movie, which they did not show a trailer for, but it stars Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, Claire Redfield, and Rebecca Chambers are all going to be in this movie. It's the first time that all like the characters, main characters, including Leon, is going to be in a movie together or in a game, you know, to kind of expand on the Resident Evil lore. So I'm kind of excited to see this movie when it launches, but uh, this is just kind of, again, an internet rumor. 
going around that maybe Resident Evil Revelations 3 is a thing. Um, for those that don't know, they're kind of a spin-off series, but they were really good spin-offs that came out, uh, gosh, I don't even remember what year they came out, but they were very good games and very kind of almost like the classic Resident Evil games more than the newer action-y style, but uh, for those that haven't played it, they should definitely give it a chance, and they have pretty good stories as well. So that's an interesting rumor that I'm hoping, you know, comes true. That's on my list of, I would definitely play it. So we'll see. Since this is the very first episode of Nerdy News from Inside the Bunker, I wanted to kind of end the show on giving you an update on the kind of structure of this show it's going to be. So basically I wanted to start off with news at the beginning of the episode. The segment, it must be true because it came from the internet. And I wanted to give an update on what I'm playing, what I'm watching, and what I'm reading. So you guys can get some recommendations kind of from me as to what to kind of look into. Whether it's being tie-in material, whether it's a comic book series, or whatever it is that I'm kind of getting into at the moment. To give some recommendations on so you guys can check them out. So what am I playing right now? I'm playing Resident Evil 4 on the PS5. This is the remake that came out a few weeks ago. I am currently um, about probably 65% done with the game. I've been playing through it and it is amazing. It is a blast. They did a great job of remaking the game as well as keeping it very loyal to the original. It's, it's really good. I, I can't say enough good things about it. It's, if you like the Resident Evil series, if you're into survival horror, you should definitely check out Resident Evil 4. Again, it launched on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, the Xbox series of consoles, as well as PC. What am I reading? I am reading right now Dragon Age The Missing. It's a comic book series. Uh, this is currently the third issue that I'm on out of four, but it sets the table for Dragon Age Dreadwolf. It takes place between Inquisition and Dreadwolf. It's kind of a prequel and explains kind of what's been going on with the Inquisition and Varric specifically, hunting a certain bald-headed elf that, for those that are into Dragon Age, might, you know, be interested in reading. So for those of you that don't know, you know, you should definitely check this out. It's an amazing series. They did a really good job, especially the cliffhanger at the end of this third issue, which I will not get into, but it is very good. Very, very, very good. Check it out. And lastly, what have I been watching? Rabbit Hole on Paramount+. Plus. I know there's a lot of streaming services out there, so for me to ask you to try out a new streaming service, if you don't already have it, is probably a tall task. But, you know, get the seven-day free trial like I did. Check it out. It's an amazing show starring Kiefer Sutherland as John Weir. He's a corporate spy adept at deception and ruining lives. And his last mission, a mysterious cabal, turns the table on him and gives him a taste of his own medicine by framing him for a murder when he finds himself in a cat and mouse game for gaining his freedom. They're up to episode four of, I believe, eight right now. So again, if you want to do the seven-day free trial to check it out, wait maybe a few more weeks for all the episodes to be out and binge watch it and then cancel your subscription. But you should definitely check it out. It is a little bit different of a role for Keeper than... 24 or for like designated survivor he's kind of he's a very smart like calculated individual but he's kind of a smart ass too which is kind of cool seeing him in that role and he's got a very like a, kind of a nerdy side as well there's actually a star wars death star reference from his character in the last episode which is pretty cool but they did a good job with this show of keeping it very it's that 70s espionage thriller type of show and i've never most of the time I've watched a lot of these type of shows and I can guess like the twist or where the episode's going by like, you know, 10, 15 minutes into it. I, when I say that you will not know what's coming, I 100% 
mean it. So definitely check out Rabbit Hole on Paramount Plus. You will be pleasantly surprised, I'm sure. It might be your new favorite show, so you should definitely check it out. So with that, thank you guys for joining me inside the bunker for the first episode of Nerdy News from Inside the Bunker. I hope you guys enjoy it. Again, with everything else I do on this channel and my podcast, I want to try to get better every single time that I release a new episode. So there will be learning curves and you know style changes here and there on what I want to get to. But I'm bringing you guys with me through that journey as well. So you can see, you know, I'm not a professional. You know, I'm kind of doing this on my own and learning as I go. So thank you guys so much. My name is Keith. Again, your host of Nerdy News from Inside the Bunker. Reach me at Keith at InsideTheBunker.net or go to my website at InsideTheBunker.net. Please like and subscribe if you like this content and you are looking forward to more nerdy news from Inside the Bunker or if you want to check out some of our upcoming convention videos when we head out to some conventions and do some live content for you guys. But thank you so much for supporting us and I look forward to seeing you guys in another week or two for the next episode of Nerdy News from Inside the Bunker. Thank you guys and have a wonderful, wonderful week and day. Bye.